And now, Thriller Thursdays on the Mutual Audio Network. This is an Adventureland Media Production. The following audio drama is rated PG-13 for parental guidance. Nineteen forty-three. The world has gone to war on two fronts. The fates of nations have been thrown into the winds of history. In Southern California, a team of ex-flying Tiger pilots have come together as a request from the President of the United States. Their job? To use their special military skills to protect the American people from all enemies, foreign and domestic. Together, they are the terrors of the skies. This is the story of The Lost Tigers. Adventureland Media presents The Lost Tigers and the Shadow of Evil. Tonight's episode, The Birth of an A-Team. Tonight, we rejoin our program as we travel to the sunny coast of Southern California. As our Japanese-American handler, Mr. Awal, impatiently walks to the end of the long Seal Beach Pier, looking down into the Blue Pacific. There, busy paddling shoreward in a Hawaiian-style outrigger canoe, he spots the wary ex-pilot, Major William Sin. Good morning, Major. I hate to interrupt your morning exercise, but I do believe we have an appointment. Aloha, Mr. Awal, want to come down? I have an extra paddle. We can head down to Huntington Beach and watch the surfing contest. As much as that sounds like fun, I doubt my suit would survive the cold salt water. Ah, you're a wet blanket, Mr. Awal. Okay, I'll pull into shore, meet you at the beach, and we'll go get breakfast. All right? The Major pulled his canoe up onto the warm sand and walked with Mr. Awal across the street to the tiki bar. The lounge was fairly subdued with its romanticized, primitive Polynesian decorations and lighting fixtures dark. Awal knew the place wouldn't open till late in the day, but it still seemed eerily quiet. G.I. Jive was playing from the kitchen as Will's loyal bartender, Harry Who, whipped up food for them. How's the beach today, boss? Great, Harry. How's the spam looking? I like mine well done. Almost pal? Almost burned, boss. Hey, bruh. Want me to get the baseball bat? I can shove it up in the coli. No, no, my friend. I invited him this time. Okay, then. Thank you for seeing me, Major. By the way, is Gunny joining us? He'll be by in a bit. You know, I think you'll like his car. It's a souped-up candy apple red Chevy Cabriolet convertible, and it fits all three of us. Barely. No need. I'll be driving us wherever you men want to go today. Well, that's just sad. 
He'll be disappointed he can't speed all over the Southland, scaring the crap out of everyone. That man's obsessed with speed. He's got to race anything that moves. Oh, joy. Give me a slow-moving half-track anytime. Speed makes me nauseous. Oh, relax, Mr. Fancy Pants. We'll take your car. The gas is on Uncle Sam that way. Here, have a seat. Breakfast is on me. Hawaiian style. What makes it Hawaiian? It's uh, rice, eggs, and spam. Really? Oh, just try it. You don't have any San Francisco-style cuisine around here. Hmm. This is delicious. I knew you'd like it. There's soy sauce for the rice, too, if you'd like. It really is a nice bar you have here. I've yet to try most of the fancy tropical drinks you guys are famous for. Everything I make will broke the mount. Uh, I don't understand. No, he's, uh, he's saying it's all delicious. Sorry, he speaks pidgin English. I hear that. Careful, he's giving you stink eye. I found him working at a hole-in-the-wall bar in Waikiki at the Pink Lady, you know, the Royal Hawaiian Hotel. They didn't treat him well there. So when I got out of the hospital in Manoa, I brought him over here to work his magic. I read you were in the hospital in your file. It didn't say what for, though. Classified information even I can't access. You were there for two months. I wasn't considered ambulatory until I could pass the army nurses I was chasing. Maybe someday you'll tell me what happened. The OSS files did say that Mr. Who here has an interesting background as well. Well, he does have a few skeletons in his closet. He has enough underworld contacts here in Los Angeles to make the chief of police nervous. He also knows a lot about the ins and outs of the international bad boys through contacts in the territory of Hawaii. That's for sure. His parents were killed during the bombing of Pearl Harbor. He happened to be staying on the island of Ni'ihau, which is a small private island off of Kauai at the time of the attack. It appears an enemy plane crashed near his hut there, and when he approached the injured Japanese pilot to help him out, the man shot him three times. Finally, who smashed the poor guy's head up against a lava rock wall. Now there's a saying that goes, Never shoot a Hawaiian more than three times. He might get mad. Because of that day, he has no love for the Axis, I can tell you that. That's right. The Major is like a father to me now. I'll work for him no matter what he does. I see a weapon hanging on the wall behind the bar. What's the story behind that? You know, that's why we call this area the Sword Bar. I stole that one from a Scotsman while on a mission in Morocco. Yeah, but that's a Japanese sword. Yeah, the story goes it was created in 1547 by the legendary Japanese swordsmith Masamune for a Spaniard by the name of Ramirez. I thought you said you got it from a Scotsman. I did. The Scotsman inherited it, kept it with him for ages before I met him. You know, that man claimed he was immortal. <laughs> Can you believe that, Bull? Yeah, <laughs> who would believe that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, ridiculous. Well, it's beautiful. My father had one once, but this one is interesting. Folded steel blade and a carved ivory hilt with a dragon's head. Even the red sheath has gold accents, one of a kind for sure. You really know your swords, Mr. Awol. I am Japanese, after all. Well, I wouldn't go shouting that on the streets if I were you. Not just yet. At any rate, I'm sure the original owner of this sword will be coming back after it someday. 
Good morning, Diego. How are you today? Great. Just delivered 10 barrels of our family label to the San Fernando Rey del España mission. How are you, sir? You don't have to call me sir. I'm in a civilian capacity here. I call all civilians sir too. Don't don't take it to heart. What you eating? Looks like prisoner food. It's actually quite good. Ah, uh, we don't serve huevos rancheros here. This is a tropical theme joint. Pity. So, buddy, what? I heard you were up all night with a blanket wife you found on the beach yesterday. <laughs> and then you asked for a meeting all of a sudden? What's the dope on that? Mm, how did you hear about that, I wonder? <laughs> Our handler looks like the cat caught with a proverbial bird in its mouth. You should know, Mr. Government Rep, Sir Oakleaves and I are like brothers. We tell each other everything. <laughs> My mistake. I'll keep you both in the loop about everything from now on. Great. Ready to go? I have the cherry bomb with me. It'll get us wherever we're going in style. None doing. AWOL's driving us. In what? Oh, don't tell me. Not that rolling shed I saw parked outside, I hope. Well, we want to get around in one piece. What? I only got in a few accidents. Yeah, this month. <laughs> if you two are done with the pleasantries, we'll be on our way. You know, what a nice Chevy. Nothing says, look, I'm military, like an olive draft car with a big white star on the door. Are you saying my staff car is drab? If by drab you mean boring, not the color, then yes. You know, you're advertising the fact that we're a U.S. Armed Forces unit. Not very secret. I do believe you're right. See if you can borrow it indefinitely. If you want us to commit to this project, so must you. Hey, and uh, while you're at it, we're going to need some place to hang our collective hats. A home base somewhere. I've given that some thought already. There's a naval auxiliary landing field on San Clemente Island out in the Channel Islands. Or the old Griffith Park Aerodrome in Los Angeles next to the river. Well, I don't think we want to catch a boat to work here. Or use a derelict airbase right in the middle of town. How about here in Long Beach? It's centrally located with Douglas Aircraft over there and the Ferry Command close by. I'll come up with something. Say, where are we going anyway? To talk to the other possible members of the team we discussed. Well, you'll never be able to get Kate today. She's at this big fundraising brunch in Hollywood. You know, at the Ambassador. She planned the event herself. You'll need a giant shoehorn Twelve strongmen and a gun to get her away from her peers down there. Not to worry. I talked to the hotel manager this morning. We'll be at the party in 20 minutes. I've even arranged for you two to appear properly dressed. Oh, joy. I'm afraid you can't go to a fancy party in Hawaiian shirts and baseball caps. You both smell, too. Like salt brine and Zinfandel. This ought to go over like a lead balloon. Soon after, our heroes arrived in the busy parking lot of the stately Ambassador Hotel, much to the surprise of the valet. 
They opened the doors, and AWOL's guests climbed out and entered the doors to the upscale establishment. As soon as they were properly attired, the three entered the brightly lit, coconut-tree-filled ballroom with all eyes on them. A tall woman in a beautiful dress rushed toward them with murder in her eyes. How did you two get in here? Government contact. This is for the Hollywood elite only. Honey, you are not elite. You just have money. Money is what makes us elite, you dope. Oh my lord, were you two planning on embarrassing me? Today of all days, I'm trying to hobnob with the industry blue noses here. This room is going to host the 15th Academy Awards in a couple weeks. Catherine Fury, we came to talk to you of William, you look like a drugstore cowboy in a borrowed tie. Couldn't they find you a better jacket? Now, now wait just a damn... Miss Fury, I, I really must insist... And you, Gunny, your beard makes you look like a prospector from Knoxbury Place. And what's with the fedora? Well, they only have this one in the coat room, and you know... Miss Fury, I, I'm here because... And both of you smell like someone poured cheap cologne over your head. What is that? Sia Pirelli? Miss Catherine Fury! Yes, what is it? You don't have to shout, I'm right here. These men are assisting me with an endeavor that needs your attention. We should find a place to sit and talk a moment. And what could possibly be more important than my party? Look around you. Look who showed up. Well, while you're in here putting on the Ritz with these people, we are trying to do something on a larger scale. Something that involves service to all of the people in these here United States. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm listening. Who are you anyway, Mr... AWOL. Let's just go to that booth over there in the back under the palm tree. We're going to need some privacy. Okay, but you're going to get five minutes. I am the host of this shindig. And if I don't like what I hear, you're going to get a fist right in the kisser. Wow. There's a lot of swell people here. Hey, is that Bob Hope over there? Yes, and that's John Wayne, Betty Grable, and that's Bing Crosby. I'll keep coming this way. Is there a problem, Mr. Crosby? Problem? Oh, we got no problem. None at all. Anything I can do for you, Mr. Crosby? Buddy Cole is a little jumpy over there, a little fidgety. You want to sing for us? Come on, take off on something, buddy. Music is great therapy. Good for us, too. Thanks, Mr. Crosby. Okay, he's busy entertaining. Let's walk around a bit. Looks like some impressive political figures, too. That's Chief of Police Anthony Azusa by the appetizers. I need to talk to him at some point. And there's the French emissary, the Norwegian ambassador, and the Mexican ambassador. Only the best at my functions, Mr... Who are you again? Oh, you're going to love this. You can call me Mr. AWOL. That's a pretty colorful name for such a tall gentleman. It goes with the suit. Was there a sale on brown pinstripes at the second-hand store in the garment district? Miss Fury, this Italian masterpiece cost well over $25. Oh, look! Here comes somebody important. I think... I think he's the Russian ambassador. Up walked a tall, imposing man with a dour scowl under a thick mustache and an even thicker Russian fur cap, wearing a long black leather trench coat. He was completely out of place in the glamour of the swanky party. I am actually not an ambassador. I am a consul general of the Soviet Union from the beautiful warm city of San Francisco. My name is Antov Smirnov. Nice to meet you, consul. I'm from the Bay Area as well, though it seems far from warm to me. As a matter of fact, it's usually pretty chilly. Ha, comrade. 
Compared to my country, yours is a virtual love. <laughs> Welcome to my party, Consul Smirnoff. Can I offer you a drink? Please, enjoy the music and the food. I am enjoying very much. Though your bubbly champagnes and truffles do nothing for a big belly used to vodka and Perovskis. You know, I think I like your food better. William, you're all wet. Always with the wise guy act. What act? Uh, I see I've interrupted you on your way to somewhere more pressing. I will detain you no longer. What am I? The KGB? (laughs) 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 Why am I laughing? Good day to you all. Well, I like him. He's a big scary bear with a mustache and a furry hat. Can we please move on? The four sat in a booth while the party whirled around them. Mr. Awal laid out the plans for the group as the band played on. With a nod, Kate shook Awal's hand and the deal was made. The group had its third member. As they prepared to leave, they were approached by three of Kate's political guests. Two nicely dressed men in double-breasted suits with dark fedoras, along with a pretty young woman in a shiny green Asian gown. Oh, here you are, gentlemen. These are my special guests from across two oceans. The first is special emissary from the Kingdom of the Netherlands, Mr. Dirk von Brom. I am very glad to meet you. Sorry to interrupt your meeting, but we are on the way out, I'm afraid. You do put on a spectacular party, Miss Fury. Well, thank you, Mr. von Brom. You are very sweet. The second gentleman here is former Crown Colony attaché from Singapore, Mr. Alfred Goh. I am also very pleased to meet you all. And this is Soraya of the Royal Household in Singapore. And while we are guests of this country, the head of my staff in California. Charmed. Thank you for your hospitality, Miss Fury. As long as the war continues, we will be guests of this country, I'm afraid. You know, those damn Japanese are just trying to take over the whole world. As are the Nazis. Yeah, of course, but the question is, once each has claimed half the globe, what then? Do they fight each other for the dominance of the rest? I doubt it. The Japanese Empire would easily be able to defeat the Third Reich. Maybe in the Pacific, among Asian nations. Australia is not an Asian nation. It is part of the British Commonwealth. The forces of the Emperor had Australia in their grip, too. No, they only bombed Darwin from the air. The Americans have already retaken Midway, Guadalcanal, the Aleutians, the Solomons, and New Guinea. Well, Germany is very no better. It lost Italy, North Africa, and the Western Front of the Soviet Union to the Allied forces. Um, whose side are you guys on again? Oh, well, we are on the side of freedom, of course. Shall we go? Your party is leaving you. Is there something more we can do for you, young lady? Yes, as a matter of fact. I would like you gentlemen to leave me for a moment to talk to our host here. Do you mind? It's just girl talk. Gentlemen? Do you hear what she just called us? Yeah, what an insult. <laughs> Graham, boys. Well, man, I can't believe it. You have no idea how grand it is for me to take part in such a beautiful party. My family used to host events like these, full of drums and music and dancers before these dark times. Thank you for the honor. Thank you. Your smile lights up the room. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you. Soraya? A beautiful name for a beautiful lady. You look more Middle Eastern than someone from Singapore. Singapore colony is actually made up of British colonists, Chinese, Malay, and Indian citizens. But I'm Eurasian, part English and part Arab. 
My family is royalty, before the English showed up. That explains your big, beautiful lips and big brown eyes. Makes me feel like I need a trip to the makeup counter. Why, thank you, Miss Fury. But I'm actually approaching you because I overheard you talking about the formation of pilots into a homeland guard. I have to tell you, sister, whatever you heard... Don't worry. I'm not going to say anything. I understand what the word top secret means. Besides, my own life would be at stake if I talk. Loose lips sink ships. You shouldn't be eavesdropping. I didn't mean to. I, I was just in the next booth. You know, you could be in a lot of trouble if you ever repeat anything you might have overheard. I did what I did, and you don't have to be happy about it now. But maybe we can help each other out. I have a secret you can hold on to. What do you have in mind? My master and his acquaintance are not quite who they say they are. I see. I have a proposal that your Mr. AWOL may just agree to. I'm sure the agreement will benefit us both. I'm all ears. You know, that's a ride. He's a real nice-looking date. I like Kate better. What? He went to school with her. Besides, that floral dress looked like it was painted on her backside. Kind of like a Southeast Asian pinup. You know, I swear, Will, you think all women are beautiful. Well, only the beautiful ones. You know, I was raised by a single mother and had three sisters. No male figures in my household. I think I really understand women. Not enough to keep them long-term. You know, I tried that route, and the wife had a midlife crisis and left. You know, I seem to attract tacky wackies. Yeah, like that Dutchie the other day. <laughs> we all saw what happened with that. Yeah, she was fun. You'll never learn. Probably not. As for this head of household, leave it alone. We don't want to get into any political entanglements. Just try the, what the hell is that? Snake surprise and leave it at that. I, I was just wondering what she and Kate are going on about. Yeah. I, I know that look on both her faces. This isn't just girl talk. Hey, look, she's leaving. What was that all about? I need to talk to you ASAP. Hey, what about us? Official channels first, boys. What was that all about? You should stay with us. I wanted to know about the food our host provided for you. It was delicious. Yes, it was. Can she provide that dish recipe for you? I'd love to see your kitchen staff make this one day for us at the ranch. Alas, it's catered by the chefs of the Coconut Grove. That was all you talked to her about? She likes my dress. She asked where I got it from. I wouldn't want her to know that my dress was stolen from my own closet in the palace. Or would you prefer I give her that information? No. But it would be best to be cautious of your conversations with these Americans in the future, Fräulein. You wouldn't want any unfortunate information to slip out. I don't trust those four. Beware, my friend. This is my servant you're talking to. I would have her whipped for her insolence if I were you. Well, you are not me, Herr Monger. Well, if the information you fear is about recipes, her chefs have a lot of them for me to try. I have her telephone number if you want. If that would improve the cooking at the compound, I would like to see more Japanese dishes and less Malay food. I make what I know, and I run your house like a well-oiled machine, my master. That should be more than enough, considering I have been the one who has been waited on since birth, and you're nothing more than a smuggler and a gangster. Watch your tongue, woman. I wouldn't want to have to make you eat your own cooking. That is punishment. Yes, master. Now, be a dear and have the valets bring the Cadillac around. I am tired. I need to soak in the Hinoki tub a while. I bid you good night, Sato-san. 
I grow tired of these parties. But the viewer says we must make our appearances when we can, to keep up a good show. Shall I call for your car as well, Herr Mager? Please call me Brom when we are in public. And yes, my car is a silver 1937 Auto Union Horch 853. As you wish. That's more like it. Well, that was a fun outing. Thanks for the date, boys. I'll be calling you. I'll be back at the Hollywood Hotel for the night. I don't feel like going out to the house. It's so damn quiet out in Arcadia. You know how to reach me. Okay. Talk to you soon, doll. So, other than her need for fame and recognition among actors and millionaires, why are you men so interested in having her on your team? I'm sure the Joint Chiefs will not be happy with the idea of a party girl on an Elite A-team. You know, she's got her fortune from her family, but she's also an American patriot. When she's not trying to fit in with the glamour she so loves, she's a ferry pilot for the 99th Bombardment Squadron in Florida, and one of the famous Long Beach Aviatrix group. She's been flying crop dusters on her plantation since she was 14. Oh, why didn't you just say so? Once back on the road with Will and Gunny in tow, our heroes head south toward the district known as the Miracle Mile, and destiny with the team's possible fourth member. The staff car stopped in front of a run-down brick edifice on Wilshire Boulevard, and the three entered the Adventurers Club Import Outpost Shop. Inside, they find an exotic collection of artifacts from all over the world, including Indian Hindu statues and Persian rugs. African shields and masks, mounted trophy animals from numerous safaris, furniture and lanterns, and weapons of all kinds. How charming. I feel like I just stepped into the Museum of Natural History. I doubt the owner can fit anything more in here. Is that an Egyptian sarcophagus with a mummy inside? It's still juicy. Juicy. And in that glass case, are those shrunken heads? Oh my god, they are. There must be a dozen. The shop owner learned to do that from the Jabaro Indians in South America when he was marooned there years ago. Who do you think they were? Nobody knows, but it's rumored that they are his enemies. Ooh. <laughs> oh, I, I, I see. Ned is an old friend of ours. And good in a pinch. Who is this man? Ned's an eccentric old world Victorian knight who's traveled the world in search of adventure and stories to tell. He's a rogue, but a lovable one. He's a knight? British, I presume? His name is Sir Edward Henry Scott III, formerly of Bothwell, Scotland. He's the son of a famous importer and was knighted by King George VI last year for his service to the Empire in two world wars. Prime Minister Churchill thanked him personally. He may be a retread, but he sounds impressive. Let's meet him. 
Hey, Ned, where are you, buddy? Oh, he's out back. Goodness knows what he's doing. Once outside in the yard, the trio discovered the source of the sound and the friend they were looking for. He was surrounded by high piles of equipment, crates, and abandoned military vehicles. Ned was middle-aged, dressed in clothing from a scene right out of a safari movie. He looked dashing in his jaunty safari hat, khaki bush jacket, round glasses, and a big gray mustache curled above his lips. They watched as he lifted an ancient flintlock pistol, took aim at a paper target, and fired. What in the world is he doing? I'm a bit concerned here. <laughs> I, I told you he was a little eccentric. Oh, sorry, chap. I didn't hear the door. Or the bell. Or your footsteps for all that. Taking my morning exercise, I'm afraid. It's 1.30. Oh, my goodness. My trusty pocket watch agrees with you, young man. Uh, but you know it's, it's 8 a.m. somewhere, eh? <laughs> Somebody shoot me now. What was that? Oh, relax, Gunnery Sergeant. He was requesting a bullet. Where would you like it? Whoa there, Graham. Put the Webley away. I thought you couldn't hear. Don't underestimate him, Awal. There's more to this old retread than meets the eye. So what do I owe the visit from two old friends and an officer of the 442nd in a rather nice suit? Hold on. How did you know... Ned, we need you. Well, then I'm yours. Now, wait just a minute. No more surprises. How do I know he'll be a useful addition to this endeavor? I'm getting more worried as this goes on. Okay, gents. Now it's time to fill me in on the plan. We're forming a secret group of pilots with proven military experience to defend the homeland. Me, Gunny, Kate, and yourself. How's that sound? Well, that sounds grand. And uh, who is this bloke? Is his blood worth bottling... I beg your pardon. He's a fellow worth admiration. He'll be our handler, and we only take missions we deem worthy. Can you still fly, Mr. Uh, Scott? He flew with me as a Clifford pilot for Pan Am, and he's been a pilot since World War I. He flew for the Royal Flying Corps at the Battle of the Somme. Almost shot down the Red Baron twice. He still carries the rank of flight lieutenant. That was a long time ago. Huh. All right. I suppose a demonstration is in order. What do you mean? What did he mean? What, what, what's going on? I'd just watch, if I were you. Ah, there you are, my dear. Let's have a bang at this and see what happens. Help with this, will you, boys? Oh, Lord. I have a bad feeling. Is, is that a biplane you're unburying? It's shredded and looks like it's the home to pigeons. Oh, what's a bit of squab shite to this beauty? She's a sop with camels. I had her brought back here about six years ago. Let's see, does she have fuel? You're not going to try to fly that wreck, are you? Really, you, you don't have to prove anything here. Ah, uh, that's it. You insulted his honor. It's either this or a duel. Mr. Awald, do you know how to use the flintlock? You're kidding, right? All right, everyone, stand clear of the prop. I'll show you a flight you'll never forget, 442. Watch this. I'm, I'm serious. You don't have to... Okay, I think we better clear out of the way. Looks like he's going out on the street. What? He's going to taxi down the busy street? 
In a roar of wind, the old plane lumbered out of the yard and out onto busy Wilshire Boulevard. Cars swerved in surprise as Ned rolled down the block and then, miraculously, got the relic airborne. He's going to kill somebody. Like that old blue hair lady crossing the street. She's traveling like a foot an hour. I think he's going to have a new head for his collection if he doesn't get that wing up higher. The biplane buzzed down the street between the tall brick buildings traveling just above the streetlights, then turned and headed out over the open expanse of Hancock Park, one block distant. Where's he going? It was at that moment that the flying circuit failed. The ancient aircraft began to sputter. With no power, Ned plunged earthward. What's that body of water? Uh, that's the Branch La Brea tar pit. Well, that's a flight I'll never forget. Oh, I think he's going to need help getting out of there, Will. Well, there goes my nice Hawaiian shirt. I guess I'll be meeting the chief of police a little sooner than I'd planned. Are you boys sure this fossil is the kind of man we want? Of course. Excluding Catherine, all of us flew as flying tigers. It was a desperate measure that bonded us and led to great success. And now, we're adrift in a world that could go to hell at any moment. You're going to get the chance to be a success again, Major. Gunny. So, what's the name of this little team of misfits you two have created? I think we should... What do you guys think? The Lost Tigers. Wow, Gunny, that's perfect. Agreed. Sounds like the perfect title. By the way, I've made a list of the aircraft we want for the team. I already have my own but the other three should be easy to obtain for a man of your talents. I can't wait. Anything else? Yes, I require the use of my old mechanic from China. That girl can fix anything. She's pure genius. Am I importing from China? Well, why not? Our success depends on it. We need her more than you can know. I'll see what I can do, but you should know. I'm recommending a few people for your staff from my list. Now I'm worried. Now that we have a working alpha team, it's time to actually get working. I'll contact you all when I have a place for us to operate out of. Now, let's see about getting your friend out of the asphalt muck. Stay tuned next time as the secret air base is finally established for our favorite heroes. Remember... Now is the time to join the fight. Whenever the enemy threatens our freedom, wherever liberty lies in the shadows, however difficult the mission, the Lost Tigers will be there. The Lost Tigers, The Shadow of Evil is a non-profit production and a fan fiction. A celebration of all the writings, films, and audio of great adventurers throughout time. All music and sound effects belong to their originators. No copyright infringing claims are intended. This Adventureland Media production was created by Alan Douglas and Renee Garcia.
written by Alan Douglas, directed by Renee Garcia. This Lost Tigers radio drama features the voice talents of Stephen Tyler as the narrator, Brian Kinoshita as Mr. Awal, Renee Garcia as Gunny Garcia, Alan Douglas as Major Will, Oscar Garcia as Harry Who, Jennifer Grafton as Kate, Dan Shippey as Ned, Hussein Urbina as the Russian Consul, Jason Sasaki as Alfred Gohl, Ian Stewart as Von Brahm, Soraya Villafordorsi as Princess Soraya, Becky Dore as the old lady in the street, and Bing Crosby as himself. Vocal effects, mixing, and music by Alan Douglas. Final show mixing by Ryan Osterman. Opening music by royaltyfreemusic.com. Special thanks to associate producers Ian Branson and Brian Kinoshita. Thanks to Kevin Garcia for art design. If you are enjoying this old-time serial drama, come to our official website and see what all the excitement is about. There you'll find all of our podcast information, character blogs, bloopers, etc. We are also on Facebook and Twitter. Tell your friends. For more information, visit adventurelandmedia.com. This old-time radio drama was made for fans by fans. Sweet Sue has been tied to the railroad tracks. Will our hero save her? Well, of course, the hero always prevails on Thriller Thursdays. I'm John Bell, the hero that rarely prevails in Bells in the Bat Free, the comedy show you can hear every Friday Follies and a bunch of Sunday showcases. Oops, looks like the hero may have been a tad late there. Ouch! The Mutual Audio Network. Listening and imagining together. Together.